truth, you know. Hey, a big welcome to those who are joining us online, whether you're watching by video or listening by podcast. It's great to have you as part of the Connect Church Family Church. Can we say hello uh, to those who are doing that today? Great to have you as part of the Connect Church Family. Last time I preached, I, I did a, a sermon called Angels 101. Today, I, I'm doing a, like a second part, which is Demons 101. We're going to talk about uh, demons today, and I, 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 I want to help you. I want to help you if you're new to church and, and you're going, yeah, no, I've always wondered about what, what is that, that, that sort of stuff that it talks about in the Bible, the devil and all of that, and that kind of super supernatural stuff. Uh, you know, it's kind of spooky. Well, this will help you today. If, you, if you've been in church uh, for a while, you might know about the devil. You might know, yeah, and you know he's bad. You're like, just don't, don't go near him. He, 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 he's bad, bad Leroy Brown, baddest devil in the whole town. That's it. That's it. I just stay away from the devil. That's about all you know. This will help you, I hope, uh, today. Now, of course, sometimes when we talk about, you know, demons and the devil and all that, sometimes... Some people in church, they freak out. They freak out. They're like, devil, don't talk about him. And, and they, they, they freak out when they, oh, don't, don't, don't say it. Don't, don't, don't mention it. And, 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 and I'm just trying to say today, don't freak out. Don't, don't, don't freak out. I, I heard a, a story about this uh, small congregation in the U, United States. They were having their uh, sermon going on and, and, and suddenly uh, the devil appeared in the middle of the service. And people, when they saw the devil, they like, they freaked out. They freaked out. People were running out. They were trampling on each other. Some people were running out the door. Other people were jumping through the stained glass windows, trying to, trying to get out because the devil was right, right there. And they're, just, they're, like, they're like freaking, freaking out. But, but after the hall had cleared, there was one elderly gentleman sitting there and he was staring right at the devil. And the devil came to him and said, don't you know who I am? Was that all right? Yeah, so that's, pretty, that's pretty good. <laughs> Neil's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so don't you know who I am? The man replied, yeah, sure do. Devil goes, aren't you going to run? Nope, sure ain't. And he goes, why are you not afraid? He looked him straight in the eye and said, I've been married to your sister for 48 years. Come on, someone. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't freak out. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. <laughs> Hallelujah. And if you didn't like that joke, please write to Catherine. It was her idea. So, okay. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't freak. See, we've got to understand, don't, don't, don't freak when we talk about this kind of stuff. Because the G Jesus talked about the devil and demons more than anybody else. Again, if you want to find out stuff about that, you, you will see that Jesus spoke about devil and demons more than anyone else. So if Jesus could talk about them, we need to be able uh, to talk about it. Because again, can I just say, we have the victory. We have the victory. Somebody get excited. I mean, we, well, we're here at this side. I think I'll preach to this side because you've uh, you got to understand over this side, we have the victory. Right. I, I'm just saying we're, we're, we're preaching from a position of victory. And so, so the key thing in all of this is balance. Yeah. Balance. Because there's some people out there, they, they, they want to ignore this. They wanna, they, let's not talk about it. Let's, not, let's just do professional church. Let's not talk about all that sort of stuff. It's kind of scary and all that uh, type of thing. So they want to ignore it. They, they, and there are people, maybe you're here today, maybe you're going, you know, no, no, what we see is all there is. 
what we see is all there is. I only believe in what I can, uh, what I can see, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. I mean, really, when you think about it, life doesn't work uh, uh, like that. I mean, right now in this room, if you just believe in only what you can see, you, you, you've got to understand the world that we live in doesn't work like that. I mean, right now this whole room is filled with Wi-Fi signals. It's filled with radio waves. You can't see them. You can't. It's full of uh, oxygen. That's why you're all still looking at me. Come on, somebody. Uh, but, 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 but you can't see those things. I don't even believe in what I can see. Oh, come on. Even dogs can hear sounds that humans can't. Can I, can I hear? They blow that whistle. You know, the dog will. And dogs are going. It's like, I can't hear a thing. Even dogs can hear sounds that we cannot hear. So don't, don't, don't limit yourself to only what I can see. You've got to understand there are other realms out there that exists. So you can't ignore it. And we've seen that the Bible reminds us that we are in a spiritual battle. Ephesians 6 verse 12. For our struggle, your struggle, is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So the Bible says there is a realm that exists. It teaches that we have an enemy. John 10 verse 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. So we can't ignore it. We can't ignore it. We've got to have balance. Because, again, the other thing is there are some people, they overemphasize that. They overemphasize that whole, uh, whole area. You know, they, they, they get a flat tire. Devil! The Wi-Fi goes out. Devil! They hit a red light. Devil! Shortland Street. No, I'm just... I'm a, I wasn't there going to say Coronation Street. Come on, somebody. I know to get tomatoes and uh, stuff like that. But, 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 but everybody say balance. Look, see, somebody's walking out. I've upset them with that. I don't know, Shortland Street fan. But uh, come on. We, we, we've got to understand we need balance. And so in Scripture, the, Paul the Apostle warns believers to take care, to be careful, lest Satan take advantage. Another version says, lest he gain the upper hand. And another version says, lest he get the better of us. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 2 verse 11, we're not to be ignorant. Don't be ignorant. Don't be ignorant of the devil's schemes, his devices, his, his tricks. He's a, he's a schemer. That's one who makes underhanded plans. So you've got to understand, he's, he's, he, the, de the devil is sneaky. He is sneaky. Someone said this, the devil's boots don't creak. Pause for effect. The devil's boots don't creak. And so we've got to be careful, especially in the day and age which we live. For the Bible says in 1 Timothy 4 verse 1, In the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. Not from faith. People believe in all kinds of things. I've got people believing in aliens and Martians, and, and, and which are aliens. <laughs> people, believe, people believe in all kinds of things. So it's not just talking about faith. People, you know, people say when people abandon God, it's not like they believe in nothing. They believe in everything. Come on, somebody. They believe in everything. And so you've got people believing all kinds. They've got faith in all kinds of stuff. But it's not talking about faith in itself. It's talking about the faith. The, the faith of the, the, that Christ died on the cross, that he shed his blood for our sin, that he rose again for our freedom. And he who the sun sets free is free indeed. It's talking about the gospel. It's talking about the faith. The faith. 
It says, in the latter times, some, everybody say some. some. Just some. Some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing. But you've got to understand that the devil can seduce. Hey, honey. Hey, sugar bun. I don't know why. Yeah, I can't. That's not very seducing, but I did my best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Giving heed to seducing spirits. You've got to understand the devil's a seducer. He's a seducer. And, and, and it says some people will, will give heed to seducing spirits and the teachings or doctrines. In other versions, say doctrine just means teaching. Doctrines of demons. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be numbered among the some. I don't want to be one of those people, and I guess you don't either. So we have to be aware. Who is this enemy that we are engaged in this fight and battle with? We have seen that Scripture makes it clear that there is a kingdom, and it is a kingdom of darkness. And you've got to understand this kingdom of darkness. Understand something, a kingdom always displays the character and nature of its king. So Satan's kingdom, obviously, is a kingdom of darkness. It's one of sin and unrighteousness, sickness and disease, deception, sorrow and death, which is in contrast to Christ's kingdom, which is a kingdom of light, holiness and righteousness. Healing and health, truth, joy, and life. See, for the scripture makes it clear that this dark kingdom, it's, its dominion, where, where is its realm? Where does, it, where does it reign? Well, scripture makes it clear that the, the dominion or reign of the devil is among the, 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 the worldly kingdoms that we live in right now. Scripture makes that that's good. Like I say, don't freak out. Tap your neighbor. Say, don't freak out. Calm down. See, Scripture makes it clear that this dark kingdom, its dominion, its influence is over the kingdoms of this world. We can see that when the devil tempted Jesus in the wilderness. You remember Jesus was baptized and then he was led by the spirit into the wilderness, which is a whole other thing you could teach on, which is kind of sometimes the spirit will lead you. Why would you lead him there? But that's where the spirit led him. Led him into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. That's a, that, that, that's a test. And some of you might be going through a test and going, I can't hear God. God is, uh, God is silent at the moment. Uh, remember, the teacher doesn't talk during a test. Come on, drop the mic. Oh, yeah, come on, somebody. So he brought him into, he brought him into a test. Big time. And he, here's, what, here's what the devil said to Jesus in Luke chapter 4, verses 5 through 6. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has, listen, it has been given to me. And I, the devil said, can give it to anyone I want. So we can see that the kingdoms of this world are under the influence or demonic influence of the evil one. Now, now again, I just want to say, don't worry, because we win in the end. I've read the end of the book, and we win in the end. In fact, it says in Revelation, about three of you are excited about that. I said, we win in the end. Come on, somebody. Praise break right there. 
Revelation chapter 11 verse 15 says, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and His Messiah, and He will reign forever and ever and ever. He is the Lord over it all. But what is Satan's origin? Where did he, where did he come from? Well, there are two traditional passages that are ascribed to, to uh, or uh, if you like, his, the sources for his origin and for his, his fall. There, Ezekiel chapter 28, verses 1 through 19. Isaiah chapter 14, verses 4 through 23. Now, these are massive passages. And, and I'm not going to read out all the Scriptures as we go through this, because you've got to understand, if you, if you want the Scriptures, I can send those to you. I can copy and paste those. And, but just for the sake of time, I don't want to mention every single Scripture. These are, these are massive passages, which you should read in your own time. But from Ezekiel and from Isaiah, we, we can understand a few things about the devil from those passages. We can understand, one, Satan has a personality. Satan has a personality. We've got to understand he's not just a force. Okay, He's not just a, a force or an influence or a, a, a power that people, if you like, suck from. It's not like, can I just say, it's not like Star Wars, just, just being honest. I mean, it's just like, reach out to the dark side, Luke. It's, like, it's not like that, okay? So, so it's not like just this yin and yang thing going out there where you can pull it. You've got to understand the devil has a personality. You've got to understand he has a will. He has intelligence. He has knowledge. You've got to understand he is a person. Not just a force. The second thing we can see from those scriptures is that Satan is a spirit being. He's a spirit being. As angels are, as God is, he is like that. But he is not like God in the sense, number three, that he is a created being. He is a created being, unlike God. People say if, if uh, uh, God made man, who made God? The truth is God has, is not made. He is eternal. He had no beginning and he has no end. He is the Alpha, come on somebody, and the uh, uh, Omega. He has always existed. Yeah. Satan, on the other hand, was a created being, not equal with God at all. The fourth thing we can see is that he was called Lucifer. From those passages, he was called Lucifer, which means son of the morning or light bearer. We talked when we talked about angels that he was one of the archangels, along with Michael and Gabriel. He was one of the archangels. But Lucifer means this, son of the morning or light bearer. The reality was Lucifer was a mighty being. He was a mighty being. And the problem came when that went to his head. That went to his head and then to his heart. He became prideful over his God-given wisdom, anointing. When his splendor was manifested, he became, if you like, he set his own will, his self-will against the will of God. That's why pride's so dangerous. That's why God says he opposes the power but gives grace. To the, to, to the humble. We've got to understand when we, we start to lift ourselves up, when, when, when pride, pride gets in, in there, we, we, that's, you, know, you know, that's where we get that statement, that pride comes before a what? Pride comes before a fall. It kind of speaks of the, 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 the devil in, in that. Our pride comes before a fall, and certainly for, uh, for the devil, that is how it worked 
out. He set his will against the will of God. Lucifer said in Isaiah 14 verses 13 through 15, what we call the five I wills. The five I wills. He said this. He said, I will ascend to heaven. He's like, man, I am just so amazing. I'm just so amazing. So good. I don't know if he talked like that, but that's how, <laughs> that's how I see him. Thank you down there. I will ascend into heaven. Then he said this. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. That's self exaltation. He's like, man, I'm going to, I'm awesome. I'm amazing. Then he said, I will sit upon the mount of the congregation. That's self-enthronement. I'm going to be a king. I'm going to be the boss man. And he said, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. That's self-ascension. He's going to raise himself up higher than God. And then finally he said, I will be like the most high God. That's self-deification saying, I am God. I will be like God. But the reality is, here's what the devil didn't understand, and he and we can mess this up sometimes. We've got to remember, you've got to remember, again, all of us, whatever we have, whatever gift we have, whatever talent we have, whatever positions we have, whatever grace we have, whatever thing, all of it is given by God. Can I hear a good amen? Somebody, come on, you need to say a louder amen. Now, you've got to understand, as fancy as you think you are, as good as what you think you think you are, you've got to understand, everything we have, every grace is given by God. In fact, we are relying on God for our very existence. We're going to thank Him for the air that we breathe. Because I want to tell you, if you woke up this morning, it's a good day. Come on. There's a lot of people who didn't wake up this morning, but you woke up this morning. You're still, if you're still breathing on, and you're on this side of the grass, it is a good day. Come on. It's a good day. You, 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 you've got to understand everything we have comes from God. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn among all creation. He's the, he's the, he's the one who sustains us. See, Acts chapter 17, verse 28 says, In Him we live and move and have our being. And, and, and again, the enemy, the enemy started to think, I, 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 I'm just great just by myself. I don't need God. I, need to be, I can be independent of God. I'm going to set up my own kingdom. I'm going to do my own thing. And how many of us, don't show me your hand, but how many of us can do that from time to time? Where, I mean, and we got ourselves in a whole lot of trouble. whole lot of trouble when we try and set ourselves up against God. How many know God's going to win? Come on, somebody. It's just, it's just, how, it's just how it is. Uh, see, because he got haughty in his heart. And because he got haughty, God said, that is naughty. Yo, yo, what's up? Come on. It's a little bit of a rap going on right there. And because, but because, he, because he was naughty, the Bible says this in Ezekiel 28, verses 16, 17. He was cast down by God. His pride came before a fall. He was cast down by God. He, uh, it says in Luke 10 and uh, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen 14, that he fell like lightning. God, see, here, here's the thing you've got to understand. When we're talking about uh, the devil here. We're not talking about when, when, when battles are going on that there's two equal powers here, the yin and the yang. No, no, no way. We've got to understand that he, when, when the Bible says he is God almighty, like almighty, it means God is almighty. Come on, somebody. It's not like, well, there's a fight going on and who's going to win? Oh, I'm getting scared. No, no, no. You've got to understand he is God almighty. The devil was naughty and he just said, get out of here. There's not like a fight or a tussle going on. You've got to understand that God is exactly who he says he is. He is the heavyweight champion of the universe. Come on, somebody. That's who he is. That's who he is. He's not equal 
and power. God Almighty is exactly that, God Almighty. The thing is about the devil, he's a counterfeit king. He's a counterfeit king. He tries to copy, he tries to replicate everything that God does. Now, you've you got to remember, counterfeiting, people don't counterfeit what's not of value. You don't hear people counterfeiting paper bags, right? Is that of no, no, uh, no value? You don't counterfeit. People only counterfeit. People copy. You know, you go to those markets and you can see people. It was in Martinborough Market yesterday. And you can see people were making copies. You go that. You know that's not real. You know that's you know that's made. They would have a Gucci hat. Oh yeah, Gucci Gucci hat for three dollars forty four. Now come on somebody. You know that's not a real Gucci hat. But people make they copy stuff because they think they can get value from it. He's a counterfeit copier king. And he tries to copy what God does. He tries to replicate and copy it because he understands there's value in it. Because he understands if he can, uh, if he can grab a bit of that, 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 that power, he can maybe affect a life or two. And so he's a counterfeit king. See, we've got to understand here's some things. Satan has a throne, Revelation 2 verse 13. Satan has doctrines which he gives to men to Teach, Revelation 2.24. Satan has a synagogue, Revelation 2 verse uh, 9. Satan has a communion table and a counterfeit cup, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 20. I know I'm going fast. Satan has people sacrifice at his altar. Satan has his messengers, demonic and human. Satan has a kingdom. Satan does counterfeit miracles, signs, and wonders. There are counterfeits out there. Satan has false apostles, prophets, and teachers. Satan has, has a city, a mystery Babylon to oppose the city of God. Satan has a harlot church, Revelation 17 verse 5. He's a counterfeit bride. We're the bride of Christ. He has a counterfeit bride. Satan has his demons that seek to be Worship. Satan wants to live in human bodies. That's when we talk about demonic possession. And then Satan himself, the Bible says, is an angel of light. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 14. Satan is an angel of light. You know, the devil has many names in Scripture. Many names. He's called the Satan, the devil, the serpent. Like a snake, dragon, Beelzebub, Bilal, enemy, tempter, accuser of the brethren, antichrist, murderer. Wonderful names, aren't they? Liar, Abidon, Apollon, roaring lion, wolf, thief, wicked one, fowler, which just means one who sneers. Has he sneered you? One who sneers. And then, of course, as I said, the angel of light. Out of all those names, the angel of light is the one I say, be most cautious of. Because, you know, when it comes to things like dragons, I don't, I don't mess with dragons. Anyone else? <laughs> you know, you see the dragon, no, I'm leaving that right alone. Let it go. Let it go. No, I, I mean, it's just like, I don't want to mess with dragons. I don't want to mess with. I don't want to mess with the accuser of the brethren. You you know when the devil's coming at you. I mean it's it's clear. But see the angel of light. Pretty. Nice. Don't look at the light, friend. I want to. I want to tell you the angel of the light is is the one we need to be most cautious 
of. Because I, I, I see the dragon. I ain't going near that. I see the accuser of the brethren. I see the tempter. I, I know when he's speaking. And to, get away from me. I, I, I can see those things. But the angel of light. Whew. Can I just say also. We've got to understand that we live in a world that's going after your heart and after your mind. So I'm not talking about this some manifest devil. You know, but I want to tell you that the, the, I don't know if that's. <laughs> Come out. You know, it's, 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 uh, <laughs> I, 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 listen, I, I'm not saying even that he, if he comes as an angel. You see that? You're like, you're going to stay away. I don't want nothing to do with that. If you've seen someone who's demonically possessed, Lord, you just walk the other way. Hallelujah. Come on, someone. It's just like, get out of there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I've, 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 seen, I've seen demonic oppression. and uh, It's not pretty. It's not, it's not nice. So you know, it's like, ooh, that's the devil. Staying away from that. And, 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 uh, but the angel of light, you can't tell. You can't see. Because the angel of light, it's pretty. Look at the pretty wife. <laughs> See, 2 Corinthians 11 verse 14 says, Satan can disguise it. I mean, he can get in fancy dress. Good news Bible says, Satan can disguise himself to look like an angel of light, to look like a good guy, yeah. to look nice and pretty. He, he, he's, listen, and here's the thing. He's disguised to deceive, to distract, to destroy. He wants to, to he, he wants to wreck you and wreck your destiny. And this is why we've got to be careful because Galatians said uh, says this: if we are an angel from heaven, even if an angel listen, if people say, "Oh, I just I think God's t-. listen, listen." Even if an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we've preached to you, let them be under God's curse. And so, if an angel, even if an angel turns up and tells you to believe in another gospel other than the, uh, the, the bought blood of Jesus Christ on the cross, the shed blood and the resurrection power, that he who the Son sets free is free. If someone preaches another gospel uh, apart from the one that says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. If anyone preaches another gospel than this, he'd be an accursed. This is the gospel. This is the faith. That we contend for. We've got to understand. He is a deceiver. He is a deceiver. And you've got to understand. He doesn't always look like a dragon. He doesn't always look like a tempter. He, 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 don't be deceived. For he can be an angel of light. If the worship team can come. See, understand something about our, our enemy. Someone said that Satan only has a persuading slight, not an enforcing hand. In other words, he can't force you to do anything, but he, he can persuade. He whispers. He did it right back in the Garden of Eden. Did God really say? Did God really say you can't eat from that? Did he, did he really? I want to tell you that same enemy that whispered, whispers in the Garden whispers into our ears even today and even it can be tempting even it can appear good look at that the, the, the fruit on the tree appear, I mean it looked good 
to the eye, good to eat, good to, and I want to tell you, there's fruit out there that right now that can seem good to eat, but I want want to tell you, it will bring death. Come on, somebody. There are 36 scriptures in the Bible that talk about a plumb line. A plumb line is something that when you're building a wall, you would hang it and it gives you a straight line. The, The builders, as they lay the bricks, would line it up with the plumb line to make sure that the wall does not go crooked. And we need to use the plumb line of God's Word. Can I hear a good amen? To make sure whatever we're believing, whatever uh, we're receiving. Because, you know, people say that out there today, fake news. I want to tell you there is a lot of fake stuff uh, out there. There is a lot of philosophy and stuff that's messing with people's brains. Today we live in a world that, that, I mean, our grandparents would be shocked. Things that are being called good, Today, we're evil. Many years ago, and we're living in a society that's calling good, evil, and evil, good. And so we're going to make sure that we don't just go, well, I just feel, no, no. We, we need to walk by faith and we need to make sure we've got the plumb line of God's Word just lining up and make sure. We, listen, we don't make sure, we don't make sure that our philosophy we don't try and line the Bible up with our philosophy. We, 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 we make sure that the Bible sorts out whatever it is that we're taking in, whatever it is that we're, we're believing. We make sure that that is the standard of truth. That is how, what, what, what determines whether a wall is crooked or straight. That is what we should, because I want to tell you, the devil is still whispering, did God really say? Oh, you can do that. You can do that. Did God really say? And remember this about God. When He says don't do something, it's not because He wants to harm you or hurt you. It's because He loves you. See, He's not a liar. He knows He made us. He formed us. He fashioned us. And when He says don't do something, it's not because He wants to hurt us. It's because He wants to help us. Because He wants to build us. Because He knows those type of things can bite in the end. One of my favorite quotes is people seldom recognize when the devil puts his hand on their shoulder. He's in disguise. He's sneaky. Another saying is give the devil an inch and he'll be your ruler. Have you given him an inch? If you have, it's time to take it back. There's another saying that says if you give him a foothold, he'll soon become a stronghold. If you give him just a, just a, let him get his foot in the door. Give him a foothold, he'll become a stronghold. And friend, I'm, I'm just here today as a preacher, just reminding us that if you have given an inch, take it back. If you haven't been lining up with your, the plumb line with, with, with the you know, the wall of philosophy and stuff that's out there through the media and Facebook and Instagram. I mean, my goodness. Like, we get our philosophy from Instagram. I mean, really? Come on, somebody. From the Kardashians? Come on, somebody. <laughs> we need to get our truth from the Word of God. Come on. That, that, that's, the, that, that's the rock of age. That's what, 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 what we stand upon. But, but, but I'm saying today, my challenge to us today as followers of Christ is simply this. That if we've given an inch, let's take it back. 
if, if we're given a foothold, let's, let's slam the door. And let's be ones who say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, I've, I've let you get a foothold endeavor. I'm not going to do that anymore. I've given an inch, maybe two inches. But some of you might have given a whole foot, a whole meter, whatever. I'm going to take it back right now in the name of Jesus. Can you all stand up in this auditorium? With every head bowed and every eye closed. If there are areas that you know you've given an inch, you know, there are areas where oh, I've just slipped a, a little bit here. I want to break the power of that. I want to break the power of that, that the demonic over your uh, uh, life. But you, 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 you know that you've given an inch. You, others, you, you might know you've given a foothold and it's become a stronghold. Maybe it's addiction. Maybe it's, I, I, I don't know, stuff that you're fighting with and you're uh, all the time. Maybe for others, you, you, you're going, man, I'm always listening to voices. There are voices telling me I'm no good. He's whispering and, and, and saying, you're not going to be anything. You're not going to amount to nothing. Friend, I want to tell you, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. He does not speak words of condemnation. I, I, I want to tell you, he might convict us sometimes, say, hey, don't do that. But if, if you've got voices and you're going, you're useless, God doesn't care about you, God, I want to tell you, that is not the Lord, that is of the devil. And if you've been listening to those voices, I want to break the power of those voices off your life right now. So if you've given an inch and he's become the ruler and maybe one or two areas of your life and you say, man, I want to be free of that. If, you, if you're given a foothold and it's maybe become a stronghold. If you've got voices that are changing with no one looking around, but if you need that prayer, that, that stuff broken off your life, some devil activity broken off your life right now, I want to pray for you. Would you just be bold enough to put your hand up and just say, that's me, Pastor. Thank you, thank you, thank you all over the place. Hallelujah. Why? Because no struggle has taken us, but that which is common to man. All right, slip those hands down. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray over every life that's just put their hand up right now, who's in a battle. We break the power. We break the power of the enemy. We, we, we take authority through the name of Jesus, the name that is above every name, the name, the name that Lord, which every knee shall bow, every tongue confess. And Father God, you know every problem, you know every voice, you know every inch that is given, every foothold that's become a stronghold. And we break the power of those things in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, we invite you right now to, to, to cleanse out and to, 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 to break the power of those things in people's lives. Father, whether it be addiction, whether it be sin, whatever whatever it is, whether it be voices that, that whisper in life, Father God, today we declare the truth of God, that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to His power that is at work within us. We invite you, oh God, to work in our lives right now in the powerful name of Jesus. We break every stronghold. We break every every foothold. We break uh, uh, every inch that's been given, and we take it. We, we we take back what the enemy has stolen, and we say today, as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. Come on, say it with me. As for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We declare it today. We declare it today. In Jesus' name, give us strength to live it out every day. In Jesus' name. Just before I close, keep those eyes closed, heads bowed. I want to give you an opportunity to receive Christ today. Maybe for you, you've been walking for a long time. It's not just an inch. It's like, man, you've been walking in that way. You know you're not right with God here today. 
Maybe someone invited you. Maybe you've turned up here. Maybe you read an ad somewhere and you've ended up here today. I want to give you an opportunity to get right with God. You know in your heart that you've never given your life to Christ. You've never made Him Lord of your life. Today, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that. No one looking around. It's a holy moment. No one leave the auditorium. Just stay right here. It's a holy moment. And I just want to pray for those. If you're here today and you know you need to get right with God, you know, man, I've been walking a life. So maybe you've been coming to church for a while, but you've never fully given your life to Christ. You've never said, Jesus, be Lord of my life. And today you're saying, man, I need to get right with God. I need to be able to say that with full conviction. That as for me in my house, I'll serve the Lord. If you're here today and you know you need to get right with God, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're saying, I want to be included in that prayer, on the count of three, I'm going to get you to put your hand up and say, that's me. That's me, Pastor. Include me in that prayer. But you've got to understand, one, Jesus loves you. You've got to understand, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. So whomsoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Two, this is the day of your salvation. If you would just acknowledge Him and say, God, I need to get right with you. Don't worry about what people are doing on the left or right. This is your moment with God. Three, if that's you and you want to be included in prayer, would you put your hand up and just say, that's me. I need to get right. Thank you. Down the back. Anyone else? Anyone else? You know you need to get right with God. Stick your hand up nice and high so I can see you. Don't go out of this place without getting right with God. Okay, slip those hands down. Let's all pray this prayer together. Lord Jesus, I come to you today a sinner in need of a Savior. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me. Cleanse me. Today I turn from my sin and ask today, God, that you would be the Lord of my life from this day forth. In Jesus' name.